Imagine this. You're a high school student who's been learning Spanish for two years, so you know all the basic greetings, the hola, como estas, and all that. But can you communicate fluently? Can you order a burger without stuttering? Probably not. Now, imagine I'm moving to a Spanish-speaking country. You have to work with what you have. On top of that, you're the appointed translator in your family, so all the responsibilities, setting up the internet, water and electricity services, and everything else are yours to deal with. Can't relate? Don't worry, I've got many stories to share. Hi, my name is Yao Xinkong, aka Angela, and in my podcast, First Gen, I'm going to share some of my experiences as the oldest child in a first-generation Chinese immigrant family, and stay tuned for some tips I have for you to learn English. I am now a senior at Pineville School in California, but I was 13 years old when I first moved to the United States. It wasn't like I didn't speak English at all when I first got here. I've learned English since first grade, but when it comes to learning English, the Chinese education system focused mostly on reading and writing, not communication. I remember the first time that we went to McDonald's in the States. We tried to order food, but none of us knew what exactly to say to order food. It might be hard to imagine that someone is incapable of ordering at McDonald's, but it is what it is. So I didn't know how to directly say what I would like to order, but I saw the menu board up on the wall. So I pointed at it and said things like one or two to indicate how many items I wanted. See, although I couldn't really communicate, I still got my food even though it wasn't the exact order I wanted. There's nothing wrong with not speaking fluent English. You could still get your points across using alternative methods for people to understand you. But undeniably, it'd be so much easier to become a fluent English speaker which is why I am genuinely grateful for my parents to kind of pressure me because without them forcing me to communicate, it takes much longer for me to learn English. People grow fast under pressure and I was put under the pressure to be the spokesperson of my family. I was translating everything for my parents, emails, documents, and not to mention that I registered my own siblings into schools. Ah, uh, and the numerous phone calls I had to make when something went wrong. And most ridiculous of all, I basically bought the house we now live in. When we were trying to buy a house near my school, my parents and I went to countless open houses in the area. I had to translate everything back and forth, even though I didn't understand everything the realtor was saying. Even now when I think about it, I still can't believe that I was able to help my parents buy a freaking house at 15 years old. Granted, these things took a lot of time from my day. I could almost call it a job because of how much work I did and how long it took. Progress was achieved through trials and errors. My dad actually gave me a lot of helpful tips and forced me to do a lot of things which I hated at the time, but now find very helpful. If you're a teenager who's learning English and looking for some tips to make the process easier, listen up. So first of all, you need to deal with the vocabulary. And what I mean by this is that you need to be familiar with the words that appear frequently in your daily school life. For example, in my middle school, students would get an email from the school every day, and in that email are the agendas, school news, etc. My dad came up with this idea, and he asked my brother and I to read the emails each day and learn all the words that we didn't know. After that, he would randomly pick words from the emails and test us. At that time, it was words like syllabus, bulletin, humanities, and other words frequently used at school. 
This method sounds painful, but it actually helps so much since the words we didn't know are essential to our daily school life. Another tip I have for you is to simply look around and be observant. What I mean by this is that when you visit anywhere, um, for example, doctor's office, Costco, parks, anywhere, read anything with words on it. it. Could be a flyer, a sign, a board, and look up any words you didn't understand. I believe this is helpful because verbal communications sometimes revolve around you or the environment you're in, so learning new words from the environment you're in could be really helpful when talking to others. Alright, so that's all the stories and tips I have for you today. I know it's scary to talk to people when you can't speak the language, but it is so important to be brave and just throw any baggage behind you and talk. I hope this podcast helped you in some way today, and thanks for listening to First Gen.